So we come to the third day of creation today, this third movement in the creation liturgy that we have been moving through in this sermon series. And so as we've been talking about, all these days of creation are intended to be organized very poetically. So the first three days have to do with forming the basics of the earth itself. Light and dark, sky and sea. And so today, the land is separated from the sea and plants appear. So the first three days have to do with creating specific things on earth. Or the first three days have to do with creating the earth itself. The next three days have to do with populating the earth with specific things. And then on the final day, God rests. So at this point, day three, we find ourselves at the pinnacle of this first section in the creation story. The creation of land and plants. And so I get why this is such a pinnacle moment for the author of the creation story. The land that we get to live in, this creation, it is such a marvel to behold and to appreciate and to care for. So I've never really had the opportunity to come back from vacation and share photos and make it part of my sermon because it's never fit before. But this time it really, really does. So I get the the opportunity to show you photos and talk about what I did last week. Because guess what? I spent last week appreciating our land. I spent time appreciating our creation, being out in nature. I was exploring through the National Park Service in North Carolina. So Pisgah National Forest, the Blue Ridge Parkway, and the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And so for those of you who know the area, yes, I drove through Lake Junaleska, but no, we did not stay there. So Wyatt came with us on this trip, our son, and he had his first national park experience, and suffice to say, he was a fan. He loved hiking. He loved looking for water or waterfalls, seeing wildflowers, or as he decided to call them, Wyatt flowers, looking for birds, bugs, and animals. And of course, there was the cutest thing of all that he did. The tree hugging. Literal tree hugging. Multiple times on our hikes, we would come to places where trees would be right there in the middle of the trail. And so if the tree was small enough for Wyatt to wrap his arms around, he would stop and give it a hug. He did this with no prompting, so of course we had to stop and make sure that we got a picture. It was just a, such a cute thing to witness. And so a lot of times when we think of creation care, when we think what does it mean to be a good steward of our environment, what does it mean to choose things that are green or environmentally sound, this is what we think it might be called, tree-hugging Or you think that in order to participate in this, you might have to be the kind of person like Wyatt, who when hiking through the forest has to stop and say hi to every bird and butterfly along the way. But with today being the creation of the land and all its plants, we turn special attention today to the land that we call home. 
our connection to care for this land. And may we discover today that it is so much more than tree-hugging. May we realize it's something that we are all called to participate in, something that we can all engage in, whether those ways be big or small. Our scripture passage today is from Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 9. And I'll be reading out of the CEB version. God said, Let the waters under the sky come together into one place so that dry land can appear. And that's what happened. God named the dry land earth and named the waters gathered seas. God saw how good it was. God said, let the earth grow plant life, plants yielding seeds and fruit trees, bearing fruit with seeds inside it, each according to its own kind throughout the earth. And that's what happened. The earth produced plant life, plants yielding seeds, each according to its own kind, and trees bearing fruit with seeds inside it, each according to its own kind. God saw how good it was. There was evening and there was morning the third day. So we continue to move through this poetic creation narrative written by religious leaders to an Israelite people who found themselves in exile. But as I mentioned before, day three of creation marks a turning point. Days one, two, and three set the stage for the creation of earth and the universe And days four, five, and six feature creating its inhabitants or even rulers. Think about it, and I have it outlined for us in the next slide. On day one, God creates light and dark. And as a parallel, on day four, God creates the sun and the moon and the stars to inhibit light, inhabit light and darkness and to rule over them. On day two, God creates the sky and the sea. And on day five, God creates fish to inhabit and rule over the seas and birds to inhabit and rule over the skies. And this day, day three, God creates the land, our home where we live. God creates plants, the trees, the flowers, all of this we call home. And what happens on that parallel day six? God creates animals, and then finally, humans. With human beings being the ones who rule over the land and the earth and everything in it. And the ones who are instructed to take care of it. The more and more we look deeper and deeper at the creation narrative, we see how clear our mandate to care for this land is. The biblical narrative shows us It is what God calls us to do. And friends, it is just something that we can feel in our soul. No one had to tell my three-year-old to hug the trees. He just did it. No one had to tell him to be sad when he saw a tree had been knocked down by a storm. He just was. It was adorable, but it was also inspiring. To be reminded through his innocent eyes how important it is to have this innate care for our creation. Because what was particularly special about that day of creation was that this was the first day of our creation narrative, our first sign of creation having some ability to create within itself that we saw within the narrative itself. Reproduction. 
The narrative explicitly tells us that the plants were to have flowers and seeds so they could grow, they could expand, they could cover the earth. And so this is a beauty we get to see and marvel at as well. We see the beauty of plants as they grow. We appreciate the nutrition that vegetables and grains give us when we eat. We give thanks for the shade from a tree on a hot summer day. This feature of our land to grow and to bring new life is something to be in awe of and something to protect. Because each of these days ends with a simple statement, yet a powerful statement in our creation narrative. In our CEB translation today, this is the way it says it. It says, God saw how good it was. And again, we get this over and over on each day throughout the narrative that God is seeing and observing and noting again and again the goodness of creation. God the creator is proclaiming the beauty and goodness of earth multiple times, meaning that we're heightening the strength of the statement again each time. And so as Pastor Riley shared with me when we were talking about this creation narrative earlier, yes, God declared creation good, but it is up to us, the people, the ones that God set to take care of this land. God declared it good, but it is up to us to keep it good. God created this beautiful world, but as we see from the structure and instruction of the creation narrative, we were set to be the caretakers of the land. That means that God created, called it good, but it is up to us to keep it good. That is the job that God left us with. And it is not hard for us to see how imperative engaging in this work can be. We know how fragile our earth is. And we can understand the importance of keeping earth in a good place, still steeped in its goodness for the next generation to enjoy. I want Wyatt to be able to take his own family to enjoy time in the beauty of nature someday. So on to next steps. What can we do to engage in creation care? Well, the thing that I want to encourage us to do is to make changes that you can as you can. Because the reality is it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all the things that we can't do and let it paralyze us from doing the things that we can do. And that, of course, is not a good thing. I realize that some of these suggestions may not be feasible for you and your family, and that's okay. But I encourage us to find out what we can do. And so a big thing for us here in Polk County, especially given that recycling rules are different for those of us that live in the city versus live in the county, is to recycle and pay attention to what we can and can't recycle based on where we live. I saw a statistic that up to 60% of people who live out in the county of Polk County accidentally are putting things that actually can't be recycled in their recycling bin. Imagine if we can be part of changing that statistic here as part of our church. Because the reality is, if we accidentally put things in the bin that can't be recycled, 
Sometimes that ends up going all in the landfill anyway, instead of being recycled. So you can go online to the respective websites and learn, or we actually even have the rules posted in posters in our Welcome Center for you to see as well, to learn what can be recycled and make those changes to make a difference. And of course, another thing we all can do, we've always heard the little things, reduce, reuse, and recycle. We can look at those things that we can reduce within our own lives, whether that's trying to wait to do laundry until we have a bigger load, wash on cold, use reusable water bottles instead of disposable ones, use reusable shopping bags. The list can go on and on of the changes we can try to make to try to be greener. But when it comes to all these things, friends, again, I want to stress, do not let perfect be the enemy of good. You can think about all the things and look at this list and be overwhelmed, but don't let perfect be the enemy of good. There are things your family may not be able to do that other families are able to do based on budget, life circumstance, or ability. But making the changes that we can one one at a time can help. I'm only 30 years old, but I've noticed a significant change in what we as a society do to be more environmentally conscious, even over my lifetime. And I have hope that if we continue on this road, using our voices and making changes, that we can continue to help care for our creation together. So maybe... We can continue down this road, friends. Let us continue to make these choices. Let us continue to use our voices to say taking care of our land matters. Doing our part to keep earth good just as God called us to do. Keeping it good just as God created it to be. And may it be so. Will you close in prayer with me, friends? God of creation, we give you thanks for the beauty of earth. We remember the goodness of creation. May we heed our call this day and every day to keep your creation good. Amen. So friends, as we prepare to go from this place, hear the benediction. So as you go this week, may you be blessed by the goodness that is the earth, our land, and all that is in it. And may we be committed to do our job, to keep it good, just as God has commanded us to do. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.